Friday, December 15th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, I want to take you to a couple of stories, one out of the Daily Caller, another out of the BBC that deals with a head teacher's union that is going to tell schools in Great Britain to be more supportive of LGBT teachers who want to reveal their sexual identity in the classroom. They say it would make children better citizens of the world. The second story out of the Daily Caller, a teacher who was fired for calling a transgender student by her biological gender hit back the school system with a lawsuit. The math teacher Joshua Sutcliffe, 27, allegedly said well done girls to two students at an Oxfordshire secondary school in England. The school suspended him and called for a disciplinary hearing. He apologized to the student but was charged with misconduct for misgendering, according to the Evening Standard. He now is countersuing the school for damages. Here are two girls. They're obviously girls. That's how you were created with the biological dynamics of femininity. Now, you may choose to express that femininity in multiple ways, but your gender is female because of your biological sexuality when you are created. It's that simple. But now we live in this brave new world in which people can say, no, I realize what it looks like biologically, the way that I've been created, but I choose to identify as a man. Obviously, that is incoherent. I do realize that there is a process in adolescence to varying degrees of confusion that kids go through in terms of what does it mean to be a boy or a girl. There is no one who is more ready to affirm that you don't need to stereotype gender and that all boys have to like to ride horses and shoot guns and all girls want to be a cheerleader. Biologically, when you are created by God as a female, you are given a certain DNA, a certain hormonal makeup. Men are given a certain testosterone makeup. All of that is given and therefore embraced as a gift from God in how God made us in his image. Genesis 1 tells us that God made man, singular, in his image, male and female, plural. So man is a unit, humanity is a unit made in the image of God, but it requires male and female to properly reflect the image of God. So we embrace that. The biologically created female with the femininity expresses a dynamic of God. And the male with masculinity expresses a dynamic of who God is. And together, they properly reflect who God is. And both are necessary to reflect who God is. Now, does that mean a cultural stereotype needs to be embraced? Not necessarily. There is a certain dynamic of female leadership, of male leadership. While both lead, they don't lead the same way. That's not a matter of superiority and inferiority. It's just different. Here's what's at the core, Tom. The pagan world in life view denies there is a God who is distinct from creation. 
and denies that there is a God who is one but dwells in three persons. That is one God with the three distinct persons, yet one God. And that one God who dwells in three distinct persons has created a creation that is unified yet diversified. And so he made man one man, humanity, made in the image of God, diverse, male and female. So in a pagan world and life view that is ungodly, that is without reference to God and denies God, then the world and life view will deny the God-given distinctions. Thus, our world now unashamedly embraces the unnatural that is inconsistent with creation of homosexual practice and even declares it as a civil right. We denied now the distinction of male and female, and we will self-identify. So you meet someone, and they're clearly a boy, they're clearly a girl, they're clearly a man, they're clearly a woman. You can't, quote, misgender them by calling them a man or a woman. So where are we in our return to a neo-pagan world in life view? And that's what we're doing. Our forebearers in the barbarian tribes of Africa and Europe were into the depths of the dysfunctionality of paganism, and it showed up in the individual and the family and in the community. The gospel came and brought sanity into life. And when it brought sanity into life, now marriage was established, one man, one woman for life. Family was established. Here's what a father does, a mother does as they parent their children. Here's what children do in relationship to parents, parents to children. As the Christian world in life view was gospel discipled into the life, then Western civilization and quote unquote Christendom with its imperfections, but the clarity of its superiority. But we are now descending back, and here's my quote for you, in our embrace of the neo-pagan world in life view, we are descending once again back into sophisticated imbecility. The cultural elite are telling us that the right side of life is to wait for people to self-identify. How about if I go down the driver's license bureau, I self-identify as a 25-year-old. No, you're 69. No, I self-identify as a 29-year-old. And how dare you tell me I'm not what I say I am? You say, well, Harry, that's absurd. Let me encourage you to know this. You were born a male. And there are certain dynamics biologically that affirm that. And by the way, it is going to carry out in your behavior. Men can father children. Women can't. Women bear children. Men can't. And you can identify as a woman all you want to, but you cannot do what a woman is created to do. We know that it's not true because as soon as I say to someone, I just want to identify as an African-American, I can't identify as an African-American. I'm not an African-American. I may say it, but it's patently untrue. And we all have to embrace sophisticated imbecility to act like it is true. And what we are descending to in an effort to affirm this sophisticated imbecility are even acts of chemical and surgical savagery upon children. 
that is irreversible for the rest of their life. Before you even get to that, we are introducing this chaos into the life of our children in their elementary school age years, where they're going through adolescence, but we do not have the ability and the world in life you to guide them through adolescence with sanity. By the way, do you realize the great opportunity that this presents for Christian educational institutions? If you will develop a consistent Christian world in life view, undergird it with the gospel of Jesus Christ, communicate the truth with love, then we can produce sanity and people will knock down the doors to get into those educational institutions rather than send my children to a public school where they can't even act according to sanity. Here's a boy, here's a girl, and you call a girl a girl, and you call a boy a boy. That's the biological sexual identity they have, and that we will guide you through sexual ethics, we'll guide you through gender exploration of how men and women are to act with the essentials that God has created, but all of the dynamics of how that is expressed. What we need to do is not retreat from it. We need to infiltrate this society and do parenting and education in a way that raises children who have a God-centered world in life view with all of the sanity that comes with it in opposition to the descent into sophisticated imbecility of the cultural elite in the neo-pagan world in life view. Harry, thank you for your thoughts for today and this week. As we close out, let me remind our listeners to download the Briarwood app. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to a number of great Christian resources that will assist your walk in Christ. Along with Today and Perspective podcast, you'll also find Fresh Bread, our five-minute daily devotional with Harry. Harry's currently taking us through the book of Proverbs. Again, the app is yours, free of charge. Well, thanks for being with us this week. Have a wonderful weekend. Be sure and join God's people in the worship of our Heavenly Father on Sunday. Then stop by again on Monday for a conversation and a biblical worldview application as we put the issues of today in perspective.